Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. Stand up for your country as millions of voters did yesterday. And we will have, I, I guarantee this, we will have the best election analysis in the United States of America. And if I am misleading you, please write me an email, bill at billoreilly.com, and then point out who topped me. All right. I'm so confident of this that I'm going to open up the no spin news for everybody beginning tomorrow morning, Thursday, extending through Monday morning. Now, we don't usually do that. You watch us on the first. You listen to me on WABC radio and our some of our other affiliates. And you watch me on the no spin news on BillOReilly.com. And that's it. Usually that's where we are. We have millions of people watching us and listening to us. But now I'm going to present to you this evening information you're going to get nowhere else, okay, and analysis you'll get nowhere else, and I want everybody to see it. So you tell your friends, all right, to go to BillOReilly.com through Monday, free, they can see this broadcast. Now, lessons learned is what I am going to lead with today. Lessons learned from the election of 2021. I'm going to go over the four lessons learned and then I will analyze them in depth throughout the uh, 41 minutes that we're on the air. First of all, independent voters in America turned against the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, and the progressive left yesterday. There's no question about that. It was independent voters that elected the Republican in Virginia, that almost elected a Republican in Jersey, which is almost impossible to do, And throughout the country, independent voters were the difference. All right. They rejected President Biden and the progressive left forces that control him. That's what happened. Now, most Democrats, fervent Democrats, did not change. They're fine with how Joe Biden's running the country. They're fine with the wokeism. They are fine with the attempt, the blatant attempt, to overturn this country's economic system and social system. Now that's troubling to me. I know a lot of Democrats. My family was Democrat. Okay, I've got into that in the past. That troubles me because to me, this is not even close call. You pull a lever for a Democrat, you're basically pulling the lever to destroy traditional America. And that's the truth. All right, there are two main reasons why the election yesterday went to the Republicans, generally speaking. Number one, folks, regular folks, not ideologues, not party apparatchniks, word of the day, apparatchniks, okay? Regular people are sick and tired of being called racist by the progressive left. I am. I bet you are. Okay, I don't do the skin color thing. I don't do it in my personal life, my professional life. I don't do it. Don't you dare call me a racist or my children or my friends or anybody that watches this broadcast. Don't you dare. And that is what the progressive left, the far left is doing. And Biden is enabling it by saying there is systemic racism in this country. Tired of it. 
That's insulting. And you want to get a reaction from me? You see me out in public, you do that to me, you'll get a reaction. Not a violent reaction, but you'll get a reaction. Okay? So that's number one. That the regular folks, the independent voters, the non-ideologues, sick of this. Race stuff. Number two, Joe Biden is now inside your home. Did you know that? You knew it, but you didn't know it. The president of the United States is inside your house. Why? Because his actions directly affect your life in that you are paying far more for essential goods and services than you did just one year ago. He is in your house. He is at your heating and cooling thermometer. He is in your garage when you have to drive your car. Okay? This is personal. He screwed it up. It wasn't Pelosi. It wasn't Schumer. They love it. They love it. But it was Biden who did it. And people, if they, even if they can't articulate it the way I just did, they know, all right, that their lives, their day-to-day lives are worse now than they were a year ago. And that doesn't have anything to do with liking or disliking Donald Trump. It has to do with policy. Okay. Now, again, I'm going to analyze all of those further. But let's get to the nuts and bolts. So uh, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, won the governorship in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 51-49, over McAuliffe. As everybody knows, Virginia is a solidly blue state. So that was a tremendous upset. And then Biden went to campaign, Harris went to campaign, Obama went to campaign, all for McAuliffe. Didn't work. Independence broke for Youngkin, and that was it. In addition, in the Commonwealth, you have a Republican lieutenant governor, a Republican attorney general, and on and on and on and on in the House of Legislature. It used to be called the House of Burgesses. First one in Virginia. Okay, in their legislative body, Republicans now hold sway. So, again, Virginia is a solid blue state, but it just overwhelmed for the reasons that I mentioned. But here is the big thing that cooked Terry McAuliffe. Go. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So... Yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Unbelievable. That did it. That was it. Okay. Now, I predicted on October 6th, Mr. Perspicacity, you're looking at him right now. Perspicacity, another word of the day. This is what I predicted. Go. Okay. So now, Kerry McAuliffe, who's running for governor of Virginia, is going to lose that race because of the clip that you just ran. So McAuliffe is basically telling Virginian parents, hey, knock it off. You don't have a right to say anything to the school as far as education of your children are concerned. You button it. That's what McAuliffe said. Now, that's going to lead to his defeat, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Okay, there you go. Now, Joe Biden had a different opinion than mine. We're going to win. 
I think we're going to win in, in Virginia. And you know you're reporting it being close. The race is very close. Okay. Yeah, the race was close, but Biden had no idea. Now, in Loudoun County, and that's where all the critical race theory overheated, and you had that terrible rape of the young girl by some kid who was wearing a skirt. His boy went into a girl's bathroom. Uh, awful. Even in Loudoun County, even despite that, McAuliffe won 55-44. So that's why I'm telling you that if the Democrats are and the liberals are never going to change. Never. All right. In Fairfax County, which is basically Washington, D.C., because they all live in Fairfax and then commute into D.C., again, overwhelmingly McAuliffe. So that's the swap. And those people are never going to change. Thank God the rest of Virginia overwhelmed then. Polling. I told you earlier this week when Fox News had a poll that said Youngkin was eight points up that the Fox News polling is baloney. And it has been for years, okay? I don't know why, and I don't care why. As soon as I see Fox News on a poll, I know it's not true. Why don't they wise up? I have no blanking clue. And again, I don't care. Trafalgar was right on, two points. Trafalgar is an excellent polling agency. Just bringing you up to date on everything. I don't want to miss anything. Now, Jersey. Phil Murphy, the incumbent Democrat, will probably squeak this out over Jack Chitarelli. It's not known because in Jersey, in the heavily Democratic counties of Essex and Camden, they can't count the votes. They've never been able to count the votes. Why? I don't know why. But unless Jersey fixes those two counties, you're never going to get them to count the votes. And those two counties will break big for Murphy and Murphy will win re-election, unfortunately. So if you live in Jersey, I mean, this is the guy that looked at you and said, hey, if you don't like high taxes, this is not the state for you. Okay. So millions of people are leaving Jersey. And you re-elect this guy? This is what you want? Now, generally, he, he waged a good campaign. I mean, he was this close. And maybe through some miracle this time tomorrow, he'll be the governor. But I don't think so. But the real crucial aspect of New Jersey is, why can't you count the votes? I know why, but I'm not going to, I can't prove it, so I'm not going to do that. Um, There are three states in the union that are never going to change, all right? California, Illinois, and New York State. And Jersey is probably next to Massachusetts, even though Massachusetts does elect Republican governors from time to time, you know, and and it's just not. No matter what, they're going to go down with the progressive ship. Minneapolis, crazy left, but even in Minneapolis, there was a a measure. Should we disband the police and put in a public safety department or some gobbledygook like that? It lost 57 percent, rejected it. So the cops will stay in Minneapolis. Why anybody would stay in Minneapolis is beyond me. Used to be a beautiful town, a little chilly, but beautiful. Now, there's nothing. I'd rather live in Romania. And and I'm not insulting you people who live in Minneapolis. I'm advising you, move to a suburb of Minnesota or even over to St. Paul. Why do you want to be in this insane asylum there? Jeez, but the cops are going to continue. 
they don't have any cops because they're all quit because of the far left governance of Minneapolis. Buffalo. So a socialist ran, got the nomination, the Democrat nomination, the primary. India Walton ran as India. She's a socialist. Great. She loses to Byron Brown, who ran on a run, on a write-in, on a write-in. Byron Brown's former mayor of Buffalo beats her 59-41, and you had a write-in his name. So the people of Buffalo go, even though the far-left loons got this uh, India Walton nominated in the primary, all right, because that's what primaries are, the people of Buffalo said, look, we'd rather have, we'll write in anybody. Mickey Mouse, we don't want her. So she loses. And all across the country, now where I am right now, Nassau County, and I also, as some of you know, have a house in Suffolk County. That's Long Island. Millions and millions of people. I think it's like five, six million people now, maybe more than that. Okay? You know, because New York City is right next to us. Well, in Long Island, a red wave. Because we're not ideological in Nassau and Suffolk County. We don't have what New York City has. We'll vote liberal no matter what. Okay, so Curtis Lewa got waxed because it's seven to one Democrat registration in New York City. But in Nassau and Suffolk, there's not that ideology. And they just whipped all these people. A guy like Todd Kaminsky, he was responsible for this no bail law. So he runs for district attorney. In Nassau, he got smoked 60-40. And this shows you, and it was all independents that did this on Long Island. Okay? I'm going, yes. This is what we have to do. We are so heavily taxed here. That's why the Democrats lost across the board. People can't pay anymore. They're tapped out. Property tax is insane. And this is the progressive left. Take from people who have property and give it to people we like. The victims. Okay, the victims. All right. I think I've had, uh, let's see, Americans disrespected by the progressive left. We went over that. Tired of being called a racist. President Biden's incompetent. There's no question about that. Again, your liberal friends, ask them one simple question. Give me one thing Biden has improved in the USA. And don't tell me he's better than Trump. That's a cliche. It's foolish. It's destructive. Give me one thing, one policy from Joe Biden that has improved the country. They can't because I've tried it. All right. And I have pretty smart liberal friends. I mean, they're not smart politically, but they're not stupid people. Let's bring in Cheryl Chumley. She's a Republican, I guess, or a conservative. She lives in Virginia. She writes for the Washington Times, and I read her stuff all the time. She is the author of the book Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. You might check that out on Amazon. Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. So Cheryl, uh, you know, you're a uh, eyewitness. You live in Virginia. I've gone over what I think happened, but what say you? Well, uh, I think you hit all the hot points in, in, in your few minutes of discuss, discussion there. I think I would add to in Virginia, there was also a surprising turnout of Latino voters who chose Youngkin, who chose the Republican candidates over the Democrat. And that kind of plays along with what Donald Trump himself did 
when he won the black vote and the Hispanic vote in defiance of what Democrats predicted. And I would also add to that I, I was watching many of the mainstream and left-leaning media outlets as these votes were being tallied last last evening and also this morning as the pundits were making their uh, making their media waves and so forth. And it seems to me that Democrats are not going to learn any lessons here. They are digging down deep and just throwing the race card out left and right and painting these wins in Virginia as simply a, a turnout of white racist voters who can't stand the idea of teaching truthful history in the public right. school systems. You must be and watching MSNBC because that was their theme. Yep. I'm going to get to that. But look, I, I agree with you. And that's what I said. If you are a liberal Democrat progressive, you're not changing. You're just not changing. All right. No matter what happens to the country. And that's too bad. Now, what about African-American voters in Virginia? I have not looked at the polling breakdown. Um, did they come out in, in big numbers for McAuliffe? I haven't seen the numbers of the uh, the demographics in, according to race. But Winsome Sears uh, is a candidate, right? She's the first black lieutenant governor in Virginia. And that's huge. That's historical. And the fact that the mainstream and left-leaning media don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, that's very significant. You know, she's the one that has the gun, the picture of her holding the gun. So that's I think Win Winsome is, is kind of going against the uh, tide there. Um, Hispanic Americans, you cannot generalize about them, uh, whereas you can with African Americans because their voting block is anywhere from 80 to 100 percent Democrat, depending on where they are. But Hispanics are much more um, uh, they have much more variety in their point of view. Um, and so I'm not surprised that they being very family oriented, again, generally speaking, really resented a gubernatorial candidate saying, hey, you know what? You don't have any say in public school and what these teachers uh, put forth in the classroom. You, you button it. I, I mean, I don't think that played well in a Hispanic community. No, and here's what I really think is going on. The Hispanic community, as you just pointed out, is, is big on family, but they're also big on faith. And if you look at Virginia and you look at what's been going on the last year, year and a half of the coronavirus clampdowns and the Democrats' weaponization of the coronavirus to continue clamping down on American freedoms, you're seeing a backlash uh, from the evangelical, the, the faith-filled community, those in, in, in the church communities who are fed up with how the Democrat Party is running roughshod over religious rights, which are tied to the concept of God-given rights in America. So I think you're going to see that going forward in I'm the next sure 2022 that, elections. I'm not sure that. You cross the Potomac River into Washington, D.C., which I think is 72 percent African-American, they're not going to object to the mandates in that community there. They're solid Democrat progressives in Washington, D.C. There is a difference between the African-American community in Washington and in rural Virginia, not in Fairfax County, as we said, not in Richmond. But I think you're right in the rural communities is a much different point of view than the African-Americans in the urban communities. Would I be saying there? Does that make sense? 
Oh, there's definitely a difference. I was speaking not just simply of black voters. I was speaking of voters in general in Virginia. And if you look at what's going on around the nation and some of the sources I've spoken to who whose jobs are to go to churches around the nation, to go to organizations around the nation and reignite the Christian base. You're seeing a lot more voters who are faith-based first entering the secular political scene, actually trying to run for public school board positions, uh, right. actually trying that to would run be great. for local seats. That would be great if that happened all over the country. Final question for you is this. Um, McAuliffe, Obama, Biden, Harris, okay? They all were in the last week or so of the campaign, very visible in Virginia. They all played one card, Trump, anti-Trump, all right? Trump's the devil, Trump's the devil, Yunkin is Trump, blah, 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 blah. And then Donald Trump actually had a virtual rally on behalf of Yunkin the day before the vote. It doesn't seem to have worked this time for the progressives as it did for Gavin Newsom in California. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And California, I think, leans a little bit more left than Virginia because Virginia has its big Democrat strongholds, the northern Virginia communities, but by and large, southwestern Virginia, southern Virginia is is pretty much conservative territory or at least moderate territory. And Yunkin is actually a likable guy and he doesn't come across to moderates and those in the Democrat party sick of the socialist takeover. He doesn't come across as threatening as, uh, as another conservative might be. Okay, Cheryl, thanks very much. Uh, Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times. You can pick up her pieces there. Book, Lockdown the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom, get it on Amazon.com. Really appreciate it, Cheryl. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, on the subject of Donald Trump, our pal Mark Penn, who's an honest man, he's a Democrat, but he's an honest man, and you've seen him on this broadcast. He runs the uh, Harvard-Harris poll. Uh, and it's an internet poll, so, uh, you know, but 1,578 registered voters, and they ran a presidential primary for Republicans, a hypothetical, right? Um, and Trump came out at 47% of Republicans support him, and DeSantis was second at 10. Nobody else had double digits. 
All right, Mike Pence, I think, had nine. So um, Donald Trump remains a very powerful force in the Republican Party. Uh, at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about him and his political future, Donald Trump. So hang tough on that. But this uh, poll says that 47 percent of Republicans at this point would uh, support Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. All right. The media. Now, uh, I was on with Hannity today and I hope you listen to that. We're on every Wednesday on his radio program and we appreciate Sean putting me on. There's a lot of media that blackball me. I'm going to start to name those people, by the way. Um, and there's a reason because I can outwit them at every turn. There's nobody on CNN that could stand up to me for even 30 seconds. I know that sounds conceited and I'm sorry. I'm not saying it to be um, arrogant or anything like that. I'm, it's a fact. But Hannity puts me on every Wednesday and we talked about MSNBC last night. OK, so I told him it was like watching the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I expected Nurse Ratched to come out and anchor an hour on MSNBC last night. It was insane. OK, now CNN, I watched them, too. Uh, I didn't watch much of Fox because I knew what I was going to get there. Um, and I'm not demeaning Fox. It's just that I knew what it was going to be. I didn't know how crazy MSNBC was going to get or how CNN was going to present itself. So here's what happened on CNN. It was fascinating. They were told by their boss, Jeff Zucker, no related, no relation to Mark Zuckerman. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, they were told, look, play it straight as you can. Play it straight as you can. Don't be crying or, you know, or rooting. And it was hard for them to do it, the CNN anchors and commentators, but they made an effort to do it. And then their numbers were, were good. I mean, they got you the information fairly quickly. And I was looking for it. Believe me, I was looking for it. Later in the evening, they brought on all Democrats. They didn't have any Republicans that I could see. All right, so it was across the board Democratic analysis, and they had varying excuses, but they weren't insane excuses. But to, to say that you're the uh, cable news network worldwide and you don't bring one from the other party in, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I missed that person, but even if there was one, they were heavily outnumbered, like 30 to one. Anyway, I want to play you two sound bites because I know a lot of you didn't see MSNBC. It was really shocking. Go on number one. I mean, Correct. to have the Fox News Channel, our friends at the Fox News Channel, building their programming, particularly their primetime programming around this four months, yep. they're building a campaign platform That's for right. conservative candidates to run on it everywhere, even though it's not actually it's not taught real. anywhere, even though it's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, there's, there's nothing you could pay for in any campaign that would equal the kind of free help you'd get from that sort of conservative media, just fire hose on the issue. Okay, fire hosing the issue. What issue? Critical race theory. Ms. Maddow believes it doesn't exist. <laughs> that was akin, A-K-I-N, to when the war on Christmas was going on, she and others said, doesn't exist. That's the playbook. We know we're not going to win critical race theory being taught in public schools. We know we're not going to win, so we'll just deny it exists. McAuliffe did that. Okay, that's number one. I'm just going. 
Are you kidding me? But that's what it is. Number two, Joy Reid. Go. The race stuff is so potent in American politics. It always has been. Lee Atwater knew it. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan played that game with welfare reform. It is such a powerful argument for people who are not traditionally right-wing voters, but that it gets at, a, at an emotional toll that people feel that talking about race takes on them. And they that means they're available to the Republicans. Yeah, it was all about race. Uh, now, it was some about race. It was, like I said at the beginning of the program. I'm tired of being demeaned by the progressive left, Joy Reid, because I'm a Caucasian. I want you to knock it off. And anybody who does that, I'm going to vote against them. I don't care what party they're in. But it always comes back for Miss Reid, who's, they push her at NBC News. All right, they push her. It always comes back to color, skin color. Everything's skin color for her. Everything. I mean, you go to the deli and you buy a ham and cheese. Say, hey, what are you doing with ham and cheese? White people only eat ham and cheese. You know, it's like enough. Now, their ratings, CNN's ratings, they're heading for historic lows. All right. People have got it. They don't want it. So that's what's going on over there. It was a lunatic asylum last night. OK, let's get back to President Biden, our leader and the leader of the free world. So he's back, and um, he didn't have anything on a schedule today. And I don't blame him. I mean, you know, he's in the air, flying back from Scotland. He's got to be tired. It was a long trip and, and all that. I don't blame him for not having anything today. And I don't even know if he knows how bad a whooping he took. I don't know if he knows. Okay. What I do know is that he held a press conference yesterday, which is extremely rare because Mr. Biden does not talk directly to the press because his handlers are not confident he can answer any questions cogently. That's why he doesn't do it. But he did it yesterday. I got two cuts for you. First one, go. Well, you mentioned the word inflation there. You recently said you have no short-term answer to bring down gas prices, but as you know, it's not just gas prices now. Rents are up. The cost of everyday items are up. Inflation in the U.S. is at a 13-year high. So when specifically should Americans expect those prices to come down? Well, look, um, first of all, the significant reason why prices are up is because of COVID affecting the supply chain. I mean, I know you, I'm not trying to be instructive. I know you know this. Number one. Number two, um, if you take a look at, uh, you know, gas prices and you take a look at uh, oil prices, uh, that is a consequence of, thus far, the refusal of, uh, of uh, Russia or, uh, or the OPEC nations to uh, pump more oil. It's just crazy. So we don't need Russia or Saudi Arabia to pump more oil because we, the United States of America, are in energy independent. We have enough oil. In fact, we were selling our surplus oil overseas and making money under Donald Trump. Okay, so I don't know who was going to break this to, to Joe Biden, maybe Jill. COVID was in play a year ago. Okay, it was in play. It was here, COVID. And there weren't any supply chain problems, even though 
Some meatpacking and some other places shut down completely. We didn't have the supply chain problems a year ago, did we? We didn't have any inflation, did we? We had plenty of energy, didn't we? Yes. You know, this guy, he lives in the ozone. It's like if you were a child and your mother and father were so detached from reality, they could not present to you, the child, any kind of stuff that made sense. I mean, what he says is just gibberish. Cut number two, go. Some of the commitments you made here uh, won't happen unless Congress passes future legislation. How do you convince Republicans and even some Democrats to get behind more spending if they look at this conference and say, China isn't meeting these global goals, Russia doesn't intend to meet these global goals, India doesn't plan to, why should we? Because we want to be able to breathe and we want to be able to lead the world. Look, I mean it sincerely. I think, presumptuous of me to say, talk for another leader, but the fact that China, trying to assert, understandably, a new role in the world as a world leader, not showing up? Come on. Yeah, come on. So you're going to spend trillions of dollars, the Biden administration, to try to clean up the atmosphere, the worldwide atmosphere. You're going to send billions of dollars to other countries, not oversee where that money goes or how it's spent. You're going to do all that. And then China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and India are going to load up on fossil fuel. China's making more coal plants. But you want to breathe. I'd like to breathe, too. You know, I'd like to breathe. And I'm breathing fine and have been for my entire life. We don't have massive pollution in the United States like they do in China, where you have to wear a mask in Shanghai in order to breathe. But this guy Biden, he doesn't, again, it comes back to so detached from reality and it's hurting all of us. Okay, this day in history, November 3rd, 1957, Russia launches a dog into space. All right, 64 years ago, Laika, who was a Husky and Terrier, was shot into space on Sputnik 2. All right, they wanted to see, the Russian scientists wanted to see what effect the space would have on the dog as a precursor to sending people there. Well, poor Laika got poisoned up there on purpose. And before she went, this poor dog, they kept her in a little cage, they did all kinds of terrible things to her. Well, the Soviet Union lied about it. They said, oh no, Laika loved it and had a great ride up there. She was poisoned to death, all right? And now you can go to Moscow and there's actually a memorial to Laika you can visit. She's a national hero, but she went up into space 64 years ago today. All right, lively mail segment, and then I'm going to do a final thought on Donald Trump. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. 
the media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's go to the mail. Dr. S.J. Marshall Carey, North Carolina. Bill, you spoke directly to our hearts. You predicted this wave. You gave us hope through the worst times of our country. We are now on our way to taking our country back. Thank you. I hope so, doctor. This is a good sign. And I think the midterms next year, despite the Republicans not really having a cogent problem-solving display, if the Republicans just shut up, the Democrats will do so much damage that the Republicans should win both houses of Congress. John, on the message board, please visit BillOReilly.com message boards. It will be interesting to see if the Democrats pivot in their language and strategy after this rejection. The current Democratic Party is controlled by radical leftists who will not allow a change in the party's objectives. I don't, can, don't think you're going to see a pivot. My opinion could be wrong. James Concierge, remember, James has direct access to me. I'll have to see the Republicans take back the House and Senate to believe it. I really don't think the Marxists are going to give that up. They don't have a choice. It's independent voters, as I said. Pamela, you, until the media are purged of woke leftist radicals, the situation of the country will not improve. Well, they're never going to be purged. You don't purge the media. All you can do is hurt them by not reading the newspaper or watching the dopey TV show. It's the only way you can hurt them. Batsell, Bethel, Connecticut. Bill, I am so happy about Virginia. Praying works. How did the GOP do down ticket? Republicans won big cross country yesterday. And I think that will continue, as I said. Randall Silva, Monument, Colorado. I heard you read the latest COVID stats, including 70% of Americans fully vaccinated. That's 80% now, okay? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall you ever giving facts on national immunity. That's because they don't exist, okay? Natural immunity, those stats don't exist because you'd have to go into personal medical records, which is illegal. All right, Lena. Concierge member. Thank you, Lena. Quote of the day from Bill O'Reilly. I don't have time for craziness, says it all. I don't. I don't have time for insanity. Stephen, concierge member, why do you give Biden a pass for his tardiness? I didn't give him a pass for his tardiness. I told you the truth. It wasn't his fault. What do you want me to do? I'm here to tell you the truth. Telling the truth doesn't give you a pass. Aldison, Navarre, Florida. I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, correct me, please. To say the earth is warming is a meaningless statement. The same could be said thousands of times during the five billion year history of the earth. Yeah, all right. Natural cycles, warming, cooling, ask the dinosaurs. The difference now, Al, is massive pollution. That's the difference. Susan, enjoy the Marie Antoinette story. Thanks again for the facts and all the details. Stay safe. Prayers fall. Thank you very much, Susan. Very nice of you. All right, BillOReilly.com Christmas store. We will help you out. The cliche is we've got your back, and we do. Christmas ornaments, greatest thing. Okay, there it is. God bless America. Very simple. I think we even have uh, Stand Up For Your Country ornaments left. I'm not sure. Killing the Mob, great gift. 
Uh, that book is still flying. We're selling about 2,500 a week. The book's been out since May. Incredible. Regret your 2020 vote bumper stickers. And then if you give someone a concierge or premium membership, get a free book, any book. If you read Mob, get all of the others. The Killing Series, best-selling nonfiction book series of all time. Go to, please go to BillOReilly.com Christmas store. Okay, word of the day, do not be fatuous, F-A-T-U-O-U-S. Back with my analysis of how the election yesterday has affected Donald Trump. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So Donald Trump's a winner. Um, people now are starting to think back about a year ago, this country is much better shape. He was president of the United States. There's no doubt about it. Now, Mr. Trump has to look forward. I don't know whether he will do that. That's why I put together the four Trump O'Reilly history shows. First one, put them up there is in Fort Lauderdale at Sunrise, Florida. Then Orlando, these are coming up fast, Houston and Dallas. There are no shows we are going to discuss what he did in his four years in office, how he did it, good guys, bad guys, all of that. Now, I can't control what President Trump says. I have advised him very politely and respectively, if you want another crack at this, being president, you have to look forward. You have to get solutions to inflation to the border, to global warming, to all of it. If you look back, not going to do it, in my opinion, my humble opinion. So this is going to be a fascinating display. This tour takes on a tremendous amount of importance. Now, the entire Republican Party, as I said, you can't just yuck it up today and go, yes, 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 can't do that. You've got to formulate a package of solutions to problems. Yes, the independent voters went against the progressive Democrats. No doubt about it. But will they rally again next year at this time for the midterms? Only if the Republican Party puts forth solutions, common sense solutions. They're weak at that. I mean, Mitch McConnell, come on. This is not Mr. Charisma out there. All right. So somehow, and I'm not rooting for one or the other. My job is to watch them both. Okay. But somehow, if the Republican Party wants to crush this progressive left movement, which is the worst, it's dangerous. If the Republicans want to crush it, they can't just say it's horrible. We all know that. You've got to say we have a better way. And that goes for Donald Trump as well. Got to get away from the past. You got to surge into the future with very specific, easy to understand solutions. That is my final thought of the day. Now I'm going to be off tomorrow. I need a break. I'm going to take the terror dog out for long autumn work. So I'm not going to be here. But we have the no spin news for everybody. Call up your friends and family. Tell them to go to BillOReilly.com. Watch this broadcast. If you can't see how much better we are than everybody else, I don't know what to say. Okay? So everybody watches it from Thursday morning to Monday morning. We'll be back on Monday. I'll have a column on Sunday noon, new column. And I really appreciate you guys watching us. Okay? This is the future here. And you're in it. 
We'll see you on Monday.